was wrong, I got my point across. They depicted me the boss. Of course, my orange box color make the world go round. Plus, I'm fucking bitches at my homegirls now. Start stacking, dabbled in crap, gun packing. Nickname Medina made the scene of Top Maninas. From gym class to in glass, passed off for global. The only nigga with the mobile. Can't you see like total? Getting larger and wasted taste. Ain't no telling where this felon is heading. Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to wait. All right, man. All right. What is going on, guys? What is going on? Man. Um. All right, man. Let's hop right into the intro before we go over these um uh, episode of Dynamite. And then what we just watched, WrestleMania Raw. WrestleMania Raw. They, uh... They unfortunately did call this WrestleMania Raw, so that, you know, blows, but um, it was the go-home show to Monday Night Raw, and we will talk about it a little bit after the intro, man. So what the hell is going on, guys? We are going, uh, we are back with, yet again, another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. This is episode 136 of Notorious Unscripted, man. If this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we're on here after Monday Night Raw with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday at 4 p.m. Central with the news, man. Um, uh, if this is your first time watching, guys, did miss this past Friday's edition of the news. That is episode 154, I believe. Yes, 154. Triple H undecided on the winner of the men's uh uh, the men's night two main event match for WrestleMania. He is undecided, reportedly. I don't know how much validity there is to that. We talked about that on a Friday, man. So Triple H is undecided still 
um, on Rhodes versus Reigns, the main event of WrestleMania uh, night two. We talk about that, and we talk about CM Punk absolutely blasting AEW, Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, and the man himself, Dave Meltzer, on his Instagram story. We talked about how um, we talked about what that could mean for his return to AEW, and then we also had a little bit of news that uh, that dropped in the beginning of, uh, or sorry, in the middle of the show about Mr. Punk uh, meeting with AEW about possibly coming back, and then that happened. So who fucking knows at this point, man? Um, so. Uh, yes, if you guys did miss that, that is episode 154. That is available for you guys on all platforms uh, right now, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here every Friday at 4 p.m. Central with the news, man. Also, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Heels podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And it is in either mine or Sarkay's social media pages, man. Uh, all eight of these beautiful designs available in more than just a t-shirt, man. Hoodies, youth, regular t-shirts, long sleeve, uh, whatever you guys want, man, is available on the merch shop. You got the F- Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo design, the best kept secret to the IWC, the Riddler inspired design, the notorious scratch logo, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC and the Christmas merch, man. You guys can now get all of these beautiful designs. Again, bonfire.com link is at the top of the description of this very video, and it is in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So, with that, man, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, you got my man Sir K here, bro. How how the hell are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, just waiting for this weekend, man. Big weekend. Excited. Um, yeah, I'm happy. Can't wait, bro. Fucking WrestleMania. I'm intrigued to see what happens, man. I'm very intrigued. Um, per one of our friends, if Roman Reigns does win on Sunday, his TV is getting super kicked. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. But um. <laughs> hope not. <laughs> but uh I'm good man. Just waiting for the weekend, man. Um just counting down the days. But Durante is here and like always he asked, How's the family? How's life? How is the family? Life's good, man, the family's good. What about you, Durante and everybody in chat? How you guys doing, man? And what about you, bro? How are you doing? Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um yeah, I'm good, man. Nothing, nothing too much, bro. Nothing too much. Just waiting for the Mania Week. Uh, well, the Mania Weekend. Mania Week is here, but um, Mania Weekend, man. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for that, man. I'm excited for that. Uh, it's the first time. Oh my God! In fucking wow, some years. All right, I've been legitimately excited for uh for a WrestleMania. Some True. years I've legitimately been excited. I can't tell you how long it's been since I've been excited and not let down. So let's hope that that doesn't happen again. Because 34, oh, 
Because I was hyped. Dude, that call, building up to that show, that was supposed to be a fucking mania of all time. It was. And it fucking stunk. It was one of the worst ones. Um, <laughs> they made every possible wrong decision you could make on that show. Um, mm-hmm. I Well, the you know, the Bludgeon Brothers won. That was a good decision. Uh, Undertaker coming out of retirement. That was just a wrong decision because of what they did the year prior. Uh, let's not even fucking get started on Asuka. Um, Nakamura. Uh, that blue. They gave the fucking U.S. title to Jinder Mahal. And they should have gone. It should have went to Rusev. Um, the opener. The IC uh, title match was a banger. But we didn't get any demon. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I mean talk about every. Dude. Damn near everything on the. You know something's wrong with your card when the best match on the show was Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Um, 33 was another one I was excited for. Some of the stuff was good. Some of it was some of it was pretty bad. Um, but man, I mean, here I am excited for a mania again, bro. So let's uh, let's not fucking. You know, let's 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 hope that this doesn't get uh, get tossed into the WrestleMania 34 bin. Um, let's hope not, man. Because on Twitter, man, I saw the worst booking idea ever for that main event of Night Two, man. And if if that happens, bro, I'm walking out. Ain't no fucking way. What what did you see? This fucking Mark on Twitter. He won. So he wants Randy Orton to return, like we all do. But his booking uh, okay. vision would have been in the main event of night two, Cody and Roman. The crowd, you know, in the middle of the match, the crowd starts going crazy because Randy Orton comes to the crowd, gets in the ring, RKO's Cody, and Roman just pins him and wins. So him and Cody can have a feud. Blow me. That sounds fucking horrendous, dude. Um... Good lord. So, funny you say that. Um, funny you say that because the other day, um, I don't know if I told this or not, but I was at I was at the uncool job, right? And I had one of my coworkers come up to me. Um, I had one of my coworkers come up to me and tell me that Randy Orton. So funny you say that. Randy Orton needs to be the one to beat Roman Reigns. For the universe, for for uh, the champion. Well, he said that, and then I looked at him sideways, of course, because I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. I was like that doesn't make. Why the fuck would Randy Orton need that victory?" Um, and one of his pitches was Randy Orton. Um, Rand- Randy Orton defeats Cody after WrestleMania, um, and-, and takes the titles from him. Uh, and then the other one was, uh. My argument, like I always tell you guys, was it wouldn't be so difficult if they would have just did two separate championship matches, uh, the Universal <laughs> Championship and then the WWE Championship. And then one of his other ideas was Randy Orton gets into a feud with Sami Zayn after Sami mm-hmm. Zayn wins the Universal title. I don't know what kind of beef he has with Sami Zayn, but the fucking the, the stupidity you hear sometimes is, is uncanny. It really is. Sense, bro. Dude, if Randy Orton's last title reign doesn't tell you that, you know, Orton, even if he is running as a heel, 
nine times out of ten, bro, he doesn't need a championship. Randy Orton's just a solid heel. Now, I will say, in that summer of 2020, yeah, that was the biggest match they could have went with. But, I mean, Orton's just title reign at the time just fucking sucked, man. Literally, man. That shit was just lame as hell. Which is weird, because at the time, he, he had a nice little heel run going for him. And then, and then his championship fucking reign just blew. <sighs> Following the greatest wrestling match ever with Edge. Uh, I don't know, I'm man, but, but, but genuinely, but, uh, genuinely, dude. Um, yeah, just some, just some real fucking stupidity. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see that. Now, I would love to see. Uh, an Orton versus Cody feud somewhere down the line. I think that's, I think that's yeah. just, it writes itself, but um, yeah, no, not, not, not now. Orton has to deal with Matt Riddle first. I don't know what the fuck people don't understand, but um, man. Yeah, man. So, yes, I am very excited for WrestleMania, man. I'm very excited for WrestleMania. Like I said, let's just hope it does not get thrown into the boat with with um the WrestleMania 34, the WrestleMania 34s of the world. Definitely, man. I I fucking hope not, man. I truly hope not. Durante, man. Oh, I forgot to even I forgot to say what's up, man. Uh, as Durante usually asks, man, I'm good. Family's good. And what about you, Durante? He says, uh, comment uh, I've been seeing here is, um, uh, he says, Miro didn't want to lose to Hangman, but he's okay with Bobby Lashley fucking his wife. What the fuck? It's, it's, it's so true. It's, it's quite ridiculous. I mean, I will say this. There are people, and I'm not saying you should be complacent with this, because, I mean, I understand he wants more for his career, which is fine, but, like, at the end of the day, man, at least you had a decent, at least you had one good run in AEW. Most don't even get that, bro. Look at fucking Keith Lee right now. Dracula. He's fucking, did you see that clip of him on Dark? He fucking botched his, uh, taking off his hood. No way, Ugh, dude. He did that big ass cape, that big ass cape, that fucking that, that big ass hood. He was trying to get it off of his head, and he was just on the fucking ramp, shaking his head, trying to get the damn, trying to get the damn hood off. But man, horrible, man. yeah, uh, absolutely, just absolutely. I mean, come on, bro. Keith, Keith Lee, I mean, there are people in that company who haven't even got a good run. At least you got a good run. And if you want to fucking leave, if I'm Tony Khan, people like that, I'm just letting go. If you don't want to be yeah. here and lose to a guy like Hangman, so fucking be it, bro. I mean, I can't do nothing to help you there. That's one of their biggest stars. <sighs> I don't know. I'm telling you, man. Father, Father Lee. Yes. Fucking Dracula. Fucking preacher Lee, Father Lee, whatever you want to call him, man. Um, but, but yes, I am excited for Mania Week, man. And again, we will be live Saturday for night one, Sunday for night two. So you know, join us here for that, as you guys always do. You guys are the best, man. And I hope we have a fucking great WrestleMania week, like we did 
last week. Uh, as far as turnouts are concerned, you know, you guys are the best. You guys absolutely kill it for the paper for the pay-per-views. So, um, yeah, man, thank you guys very much. And we'll see you guys this weekend, man. Um, I'm also very excited for next week, man. I, I, I love, I, I love, I love me a night after WrestleMania. And if we could get a good one this year, Oh, I'd be more than happy with that. Exactly, man. All right, man. Dynamite. AEW Dynamite, man. The show opens very abruptly. The show opens with Brandon Cutler talking to Hangman uh, while Brandon was in an ambulance. And Hangman was, uh, you know, outside of the ambulance on the phone with somebody. As they are bringing out Nick Jackson on a stretcher as Kenny's attending to him. Um, as you can see in the background, the AEW production trucks have a bunch of boxes and tables over Mr. CM Punk's face. So you just love to see it. Um, Why didn't they just park it somewhere else if they didn't want to fucking show his face? I know. I know. It almost makes you feel like they did want you to see that. Yeah. Because, like, how many things that they shot backstage and they probably just move that truck out of the way every time? Why are you now using cardboard and fucking beer pong tables to cover it up? Like, what? It, it almost makes you, like I said, it almost makes me feel like they wanted you to see that. And and yeah. then he, and then he took to IG, uh, IG, his IG story, so... Maybe that maybe they will park the car somewhere next time. <laughs> so, you so 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 they're bringing out Nick Jackson as Kenny Omega is trying to attend to his friends, but Don Callis is holding him back. Um, he's holding him back because of, um, and I'm putting quotations around this um, for the people listening on just audio. He's holding him back to focus on his match. Hmm. Interesting. So Hangman's very distressed as they go to close the door. Hangman holds the door open. He goes to hold the door open as um as they start driving away. And he gets in as the fucking ambulance started moving. So poor Hangman almost fell out. But um he did get in. He did get in, and that's besides the point, as Kenny is trying like I said, still trying to, you know, a tell Don he needs to go with his friends and Don is telling him to focus and he telling him, you know, he's telling him he needs to focus on his match. So that was the open for dynamite, man. We found out a little bit more later in the night, but what did you think about that open, man? I thought it was really good. man. I thought it was really good. I liked the abruptness and just, just the vibe of it, man. Just, um, hangman just being with them like that. It was awesome to see. And I like what they're doing with, with Don, man. You're right, Toronto. I think he's definitely up to something. Mm. And I like the way they've been showing him, man. I like it. I loved it. I loved what it, too. You? I loved it, too. I thought it was a really nice... And, you know, it was a really great way to open Dynamite uh, without... Well, 
Orange Cassidy match-wise opened the show, but I'm tired of seeing him as the very first thing. I like sinking my teeth into something that I'm actually interested in, in the open of the show. The opening segment of the show, you know, obviously we did get Orange Cassidy match, you know, match-wise to start the show. But I I loved loved a a very uh, nice open to Dynamite, very abrupt, and, you know, the Bucks getting fucking stretchered out was awesome. Uh, and, and, you know, and it leaves so much question, uh, for the coming weeks as who the hell attacked them, uh, because I have a feeling that the, uh, Brandon Cutler blame the Blackpool Combat Club, but I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I have a weird feeling the, the BCC are, are going to come out and, and say that wasn't us, you know, um, I could I could totally see that happening, man. I could maybe see this being uh, Takeshita. That could be a possibility too. You know, if, um, if Don, I mean, it could be the BCC, but I feel like that's like your easy way out. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like you want to add some intrigue. You you have the BCC say no, we didn't do that, but uh, Takeshita. Um, Knowing Mr. Tony Khan, he'll uh, he'll have the good old butcher and blade. They did it for money. They did it for money. Oh, fucking save me! Can you write a good show for money? So, so, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's very, it's very, very intriguing, man. It's very intriguing. Um. Uh, and, and it definitely gets a lot more interesting uh, with what happens later in the show. But yes, I, in terms of the open itself, man, I really enjoyed the open. I really did. Really, man, definitely. So, first match, what do you know? It's Orange Cassidy. It's Orange Cassidy in a match with um, fucking Hood Sting. This man was out here wrestling and fuck it. He came out in a bomber jacket and black Tims. So <laughs> man from New York. I don't know what's up with Sting nowadays, man. I guess he's I guess man's is stepping different, but yeah, I, Sting. I, he came out and I was like, damn, why does bro look like fucking why does bro look like he just got done working the fucking corner, bruh? <laughs> God damn! Like that for man. Bro's hanging out on the streets, bro. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> sting. So, so, um, and then we get uh the formidable trio. The fucking just godlike trio here of Kip Sabian. The Butcher, who uh, everybody thinks is ten times as cooler with his head shaved, and The Blade. Do you remember when we were standing in the fucking all-out merch line and that dude was going nuts over The Butcher returning? Butch. Butch. Bro, <laughs> never bro. forget that. Uh, uh, fucking dork, man. And a- nobody was doing it, too. AEW fandom really gets me sometimes. Bro really There's likes a... the butcher. <laughs> Wait, bro, how do you like the butcher? They have a good uh-huh. concept. I think they're another team that lacks that presentation value, that production value. Yeah, they need they need a thing, not and not fucking like do it for money. 
That that's, whack ass fucking reason. That is, dude. I I get so angry when they say shits for money in his goddamn company. But oh man, the fucking butcher and blade. They could be so cool, man. They could be, but man, they just ain't it for me. No. Not the way they're booked. Not the way they're presented. No, it absolutely kills it. It absolutely kills it. I mean, you know. Again, look at what a present. Look at what something as little as uh, as little, but as big at the same time as presentation value did for um, carrying cross. Exactly, man. Exactly. Damn, what the fuck is he doing for WrestleMania? Nothing, I guess. WrestleMania SmackDowns, where his detour, where his road to WrestleMania ends. Um, bro, gonna be on that highway, then he gonna take the exit straight into the fucking. Post fucking MLW. Oh my god. Impact. Impact, baby. So, so yeah, man. Um, so yes, this match, this match, uh, this match opened the show and it did end with, uh, it did end with, uh, Darby, Darby, um, Good Lord, Darby Sting and Orange Cassidy picking up the victory, man. So, what do you know here, right. man? They uh, the the Lucha Bro or the Lucha Bros, the Butcher and the Blade, um, and Kip Sabian, man. The the trios finally defeated. Oh man, what a shocker! That motherfucker Kip Sabian came back with this new gimmick, and it really just been the same guy, the same boring motherfucker he always was. Yep. Why is he employed? Yeah, I. Uh, I wish I knew, man. I wish I knew. Uh, Darby Allen, Darby Allen cut a promo on MJF and the other four pillars. So uh, that was that was that. Oh, that was another. That was another. Uh, that was another opinion. I, I was told the other day. Um, same person. That wants Randy Orton to dethrone Roman Reigns. Um, he hates the uh, he hates the idea of the four pillars, and he hated that open to dynamite the other week. Well, hey, no reason. Yeah, no. no I, I was given no reason. He just hated it. I, I, Is that? Same one that loves the four horsemen. That's him. Like the four pillars is just AEW's, you know, non-faction version of Pretty the much. four horsemen. It's just four guys that are central to building the company. Now with the four horsemen, they were like a little faction, but with the four pillars, it's just four independent guys. But like it's the same thing as essentially to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're four you know, your four best. You know, your four people that hold up the company. So same concept, just non faction wise, but uh mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows, man. Who fucking knows? Um so um Next up, we have the AEW, I almost said NXT for some reason, the AEW Tag Team Championships on the line. We have our fearless leaders of the division, the Gun Club, taking on Top Flight. 
taking on a top flight here, man. This one was um this one was fairly quick to be honest. Uh the guns did end up winning uh this match. Uh the guns did up winning this match, man, and and then they uh got on the mic. They got on the mic afterwards. Um Oh, sorry. No, they didn't. Uh my bad. Uh FTR came out with mics, rather. FTR came out with mics and they got in the ring and they told the gun club um that they wanted to challenge them for the tag team championships. Austin told them no. He said, You guys are losers. You guys lost three sets of tag team championships in the span of a month, and then you lost to us. Yeah, Austin, I guess I should really tell you if you're a loser or not. You lose to fucking the gun club, man. You're really uh really down in the fucking dirt. Um and you guys lost to us too. Like, damn, they're losers for losing to you. <laughs> you you don't sound cool saying that. I know. I I, I question what ran through his head when he said that because the way he worded it made it sound like you guys lost three sets of titles and then you lost to us. Like, uh, you, you know, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. They. So, so Dax, Dax told them, uh, we will never challenge you for the AEW tag team championships again. If you give us tag team title shots, Austin said, no, um, Austin said, no, he said, there's absolutely nothing that would make us give you title, uh, title shots for these championships. And then Dax said, okay, I'll do you one better. We will leave AEW if we do not defeat you guys for the Tag Team Championships. And Austin said, what? You'll leave AEW? Um, and Dax, and you know, Dax said, yes, we will leave, we will leave this company if we cannot defeat you guys for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Um... I think he said leave AEW forever too. I, I think, think he, he did. did. So, so, um, they agreed. They put out their hands to, uh, you know, to shake, uh, to shake FTR's hands, and the guns spit in their face as FTR kind of chased them out the ring. Uh, that was that, bro. That was that. Um, the Gun Club versus FTR. And if FTR loses, they are gone from AEW. We still have another month and a half. So I really want to know. Well, I, I doubt it happens at Double or Nothing because Dax, uh, I believe Dax said their contracts are up in April. So I would assume that's the end of April. Mm. But uh, it's going to mm. be interesting, man. It's going to be very interesting. I like how they're playing up to the real life aspect of if they're going to stay or leave. Um, I don't even think Tony Khan knows the results of this match at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really interesting, man, because obviously if they do lose clean, it's obvious where they're going. But there is the idea of somebody screwing them out of the match, kind of like what happened to Gargano back in NXT during that big feud. 
<clears throat> and they can have a match or double or nothing to get back in the company. They could always do something like that too. So it, whenever this match happens, which I'm guessing is relatively soon, maybe like three, four weeks if I'm a betting man, um, it's really just going to be telling of how the match ends. Because FTR could just win and that, that'll be it. They fucking win. But if they lose clean, they could... If I'm a betting man, I would think they would be leaving. But if something happens in a loss, I could see them doing something with Batman. So it's really interesting, man. I like what they're doing here. Definitely. Definitely. I love, 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 love that they're playing up to the real-life aspect of... If FTR loses, you know, it's going to cause a lot of doubt in fans' minds as to where they're actually going. And then, you know, if they win, it's almost the validation as, okay, these guys are staying. Uh, it's also... I don't know, man. I feel like Dax is pulling our leg a little bit, man. I, You know, he just came mm -hmm. out with that Triple H episode. So I feel like he's trying to do as much as he can to make you feel like they're going back to WWE. And I think, I honestly think what it, what it, what's, what's stopping them from going back to WWE, and I could be wrong, is the schedule. You know, yeah. you know, you know Tony Khan could pay them whatever Triple yeah. H is going to pay them. But I think for Dax, it's the schedule that's really going to kill it. And I think he likes the AEW schedule. Um, you know he doesn't like being away from his family. Um, no. And I think I, with WWE, I think the schedule is going to be a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I mean, he did he did admit to still talking to Triple H as of a couple days ago. So, yeah. It could go either way, man. It could really go either way. It's it's going to be very interesting, though, to see how this all unfolds. Definitely, man. Definitely. I'm very intrigued, man. I can't wait to see how it all happens. Yes, and it makes this match more intriguing as well because nobody wants to see this match if it wasn't for anything because we all know FTR probably would have just taken the belts. You know? Exactly. But now, exactly. Yeah, but now that they have something on the line... It's especially something that plays into real life. It's definitely going to make it a hell of a lot more interesting. So, oh, yeah. this next match is a nothing, nothing really too much to fucking waste our time with. Hook versus Stokely Hathaway. Stokely tried to say he wasn't cleared. He handed Bryce the sheet that said he wasn't cleared, but it was a wing stop receipt. And he tried to run away into the crowd, and Hook caught him, brought him back in the ring, and, you know, beat him up, and that was that, so. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with the firm or any of this shit, man. No. I really don't. No, it's it's ridiculous at this point, man. It really is. Um, yeah, the group... The group is absolutely pointless. The group is absolutely pointless. And honestly, you can't even blame Punk for that because you know they were supposed to... Yeah, you know, Punk was supposed to feud with them, but at the end of the day, what happened when that feud was over? They were just going to fucking fizzle out. You know, it just... Pretty much all Punk did was speed up the process. Yeah, basically, they were going to be destined to just, you know, fizzle out in irrelevancy. Yeah. All right, man. Adam Cole. Adam hey. Cole comes out for his uh, promo. He comes out for his promo, man, and he talks about how 
They are one week away from the return of Adam Cole, baby. They are also one week away from AEW All Access. Dude, with the fucking beef with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker being on there, I'm kind of excited for this show, man. Interesting, man. I didn't I I would not have thought they would put that on that show. I didn't think so either. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Did did you see that woman running in the bathroom? I swear to God, bro. Did you see? Did you? You're just gonna see a clip of fucking Tony Khan talking to the elite, and then fucking Thunder Rosa's just gonna run past the camera. So, um, so there. Did you see the clip of 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 uh, Britt Baker saying like she's the piece to the puzzle, but she doesn't fit in the puzzle or something like that? I was like, oh, Lord, this is going to be interesting. It's funny as hell, man. That that is hilarious, man. It really is. I can't believe that shit, low-key. I know. Bruh, I can't believe they're putting this Thunder Rosa and... and, uh, I can't believe they're putting this Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker beef on there. Man, I wish they had cameras rolling rolling for All Out. Oh, fuck. God. Just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. (laughs) Did you see the fucking cameraman fall over? You know, like in Mori when the dude fucking books it backstage to follow the fucking chick running. Yeah. It's going to be those fucking cameramen backstage running to this fucking locker room. <laughs> run, run, we got to catch him. Go, 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 go. <laughs> so. There's a chair, there's a chair. But, uh, you know, before Adam Cole could go to speak uh, at all, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia came out. He came out wearing uh, some all-leather sports entertainment-style clothing here. Um, man, uh, they man, they had a great story with him, bro. It not that he's bad, not that he's like insufferable. But man, they they had a lot of heat. There, they he had a lot of momentum behind him with that fucking Brian Danielson story. He really did. Yeah, it's not that he got bad at all. They kind of just forgot about it. The classic AEW. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he didn't get you know insufferable or anything like that. But the it it, it happens to everybody, yeah. man. But it fucking sucks. It fucking mm-hmm. sucks, it man. Really does, man. All during that promo. When he called himself a pro wrestler for a second, that yes. shit was awesome. Very, that really cool. very good. He told Adam Cole, he said, since you've been out, I've main evented more AEW programming than anybody in this entire company. And I've been proving week after week why I am one of the best pro... And he, call it like, oh. he, t- he took a long pause. He kind of, kind of stopped himself. He said... Sports entertainers on the planet. That was really awesome. I that, that was a really nice touch, and I love, I love them uh, continuing to tease uh, him not being happy in the JAS. I I love how that's always been a story within the group of him. You know, Adam Cole kind of mentioned it here too. He told he told Daniel Garcia. He said he mentioned something to him about. Um, you know, the JAS has cons- uh, consistently ga- uh, gave you uh, a false sense of hope 
they've yeah. given you a false sense of hope um into you know making you believe that you are somebody you're not and he uh challenged him to uh his comeback match next week and Daniel Garcia accepted Adam Cole said see you next week boom and he dropped hey. the mic um Dude, I'm cool with it, bro. I'm cool with it. I think this is a a decent comeback match. I think it's definitely, you know, better having somebody that uh, Adam Cole, you know, can pick up a victory against. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt Daniel Garcia much at all. So it's it's, it's a very good thing, man. It's a very good thing. Definitely, man. Definitely. I like the person they chose. And I like the path they're going with, man. And I like them sparking up. Man, you know, know, Tony Khan, it's probably... That engine for that storyline is probably not going to turn on for like a couple, for like a month or two at this point. But it was nice to see he he fucking turned the keys a little on that storyline, man. And I'm actually, I actually really like what they're doing with these two. Definitely. Definitely, man. So then we have a nice little flashback segment. I used to love these things. Uh, Alex Marvez catching Kenny Omega in any spot in the world for an interview, but in this case, it was his locker room. Bro just barged in his locker room and fucking Kenny, Kenny could have been fucking getting dressed for all he knew. Man's just barges in his locker room. Um, and Kenny is talking to Don as Don tells him to shut up. And then he looks at Kenny and he says, Kenny, what, what is the matter? And Kenny says, what is the matter? My friend, my best friends just got taken to the hospital. Don Callis told him he needs to focus on his match, and it may be better without those two. Mm-hmm. As Kenny's like, better? What are you talking about? As Don and him continued to bicker over Don not taking the young bucks being taken to the hospital as serious as Kenny felt he should have, man. Yeah, yeah man, I, I really liked what they were doing with that, man. And I really like where they're going with all this. I like it a lot. It makes me question who who Don Callis is really talking to, man, and who where his loyalty truly lies. I like it. Definitely, bro. It is very, very, very interesting, dude. It is very interesting. Uh, and that's what makes me think. That's what makes me think, man. I don't know if it was the BCC that did this, man. I could see Don Callis having somebody do this. Um, whether it was one man in Takeshita or whether it was maybe a group he's going to assemble. Yeah. It should be very interesting, man. And I love the way that they are going with it. Hell yeah, man. I I like this. I like it a lot. Um, next we have the, the Blackpool Combat Club, man. Uh, they all came out through the crowd. Bro, dude, is it just me or do I fucking miss John Moxley and William Regal coming through the crowd together. Oh yeah, man! man. I really do miss that shit. I miss. I fucking miss William Regal in this group. Not. I mean, I will say, you know, the group is the group is still great. It's not that they're oh, bad. Yeah. I, I I still really fuck with the group. I'm wearing their shirt right now. Um, I, I still really fuck with the group. But man, I miss that touch of William Regal in there, bro. He was just, oh, he was awesome, awesome. Really, um, man, I really do miss him in that group. Me too, bro. Me too. I really do. Um, 
Yeah, so Regal, or uh, Moxley, rather, Moxley um, had a match here against Stu Grayson. Another great performance for Stu Grayson on the night, man. Uh, we know this was Stu's biggest problem before he left is uh, he was doing too much comedy stuff and he wasn't wrestling enough. Yeah. And um, and that was his biggest gripe. So it's very nice to see them putting him in matches here. Um, but, you know, eventually... We're gonna we're gonna need to uh, we're gonna need to tell some stories, man. If we want to keep this train this train going, man, and I think you have a pretty good one in these guys turning on Hangman Page, bro. I think that would be very sick. I think they should too, because they have a story there. Because I mean, the fucking those idiots tried their hardest to be friends with them, and they always always chose the young bucks deep down, man, and they can get kind of jealous and angry because of it. It's I'm the perfect fucking story. And then if you, if you do keep Silver and Reynolds in the group, then you have four, and then you have, uh, you know, four in them, and then you have four on uh, the Elite. So, yeah, it writes itself, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, so John Moxley. John Moxley. Oh, by the way, bro. Oh, no, we touched on that in the beginning of the show, right? That oral sessions. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. that was... No, I think that was before we went live, me and you were just talking. But, bro, uh, dude, did you guys... <laughs> we're in for some shit, man. <laughs> we're in for some shit tomorrow morning. Apparently, they're doing an oral sessions. Uh, you know, Renee's going to have John Moxley on. And one of... Her, she literally mentions the CM Punk thing in her tweet. Here, I'll pull her tweet up for you guys really quick. But, um, oh man, oh god, yeah, this, this isn't looking good for Mr. Philly Phil. Um, really not. So, here we go. Take the tweet down. No way. Well, she did. She still did say tomorrow. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Yes. She. Yeah, okay. She puts in her tweet. She says, actually, I don't know if this is a tweet or if this is like a Facebook post or something. I'm seeing a screenshot. She says, tomorrow, John Moxley is back on the sessions for what's sure to be an episode that gets people talking. The former three-time AEW world champion gets into why he likes bleeding during his matches and <laughs> and and what went into his Texas death masterpiece with Hangman Adam Page. He also sings the praise of AEW up-and-comers, begrudgingly offers uh, respect to his and Renee's cat, and yes, he talks about CM Punk's Instagram post. It's oh be, man I'm gonna wake up to some shit and I you know I've seen a lot of people saying this I don't want to hype you guys up but but this is just this is just a fact John Moxley is not a talker you know what I mean we've probably heard him talk you know 
like full on like on a podcast. Like he doesn't do too much interviews. That's what I mean mm-hmm. by talker. We all know he's yeah. a great promo. Don't take that out of context. But um, uh, he's one of the best promos. But um, John Moxley is not an interview guy, right? Uh, the the we've probably heard John Moxley one other time, uh, really go ham on an interview, and that was uh, Talk is Jericho. That's one of my favorite episodes of Talk is Jericho, the emancipation of John Moxley. So, um, dude, the fact that he felt, uh, you know, uh, what's the right term, good enough, the fact that he felt ready or the fact that he felt confidently enough to do a whole or, or to, you know, talk about this on a... Uh, on a on an interview, uh oh, oh man, something he gonna say something, man. Definitely, man, and oh god, uh, it's gonna be interesting, good. man. It's gonna be interesting. So we should probably have the news for you guys on Friday for what John Moxley had to say on oral sessions, man. Oh yeah, man, I can't wait. Also, this episode of Dynamite seen them introduce a new set of ring ropes. They did red, white, and blue ring ropes. For yeah, dynamite. That's interesting. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Something. Something different. Um Ricky Starks, uh oh, John Moxley beat Stu, by the way, and then that was it. Um <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks cut a promo on Rock Hard and Juice Robinson. That was that. Um <laughs> We have another we have another episode. This one is titled The Next Chapter of QTV. Who the fuck puts this on the scripts, bro? I mean seriously. Who who came up with QTV? What you, idiot? You mean to tell me you don't got time for one of these powerhouse hob open challenges on dynamite, but you got time for Hook versus Stokely Hathaway and fucking QTV with a bunch of morons just sitting around a table just laughing. Dude, I hate this QTV shit. And uh, I hate to see shit like this, man. TV time wasted, talent wasted. It's annoying as hell. It really is. It really is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, it's 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 the stuff like this, man. It's it's genuinely the stuff like this. And, and what's you know, if we could say anything about you know Cody and Brandy's time in AEW, you know, at least when Brandy was doing that Nyquil Collective. You know, at least, at least there were, at least they were fucking, at least they had enough decency to put their ego to the side and say, okay, this, this fucking sucks. Exactly. Um, get this kind of shit off television, bro. Uh, it's not drawing mm-hmm. any heat. You know, I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it, it's fucking lame. <clears throat> it really is. It really is. Um, we had, um, Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. <sighs> uh, golly. We had Tony Storm versus Sky Blue, man. Um, yeah, no much more to say than that. Uh, Tony 
Tony Storm did pick up the victory against uh, Freelancer number two. And, um, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing much more than that, bro. It was just your, your typical, your typical freelancer spot on the show. I believe they did something to her. Oh, they were going to spray paint her, but, uh, Willow Nightingale and, uh, Ruby, not Ruby, Riho, um, Riho came out. Why the hell? Did Riho come out swinging the fucking pipe as if she was standing in front of them? Why are you running and swinging the pipe? That looks so fucking stupid. It was hilarious, though. Um, So she comes out swinging the pipe. She almost fucking smacked Willow in the face with it. And Riho and Willow come out for the save. As Riho comes out with her pipe again. Dude... What is happening with this women's division, man? Why? Why do you gotta do this weird shit? You know, it's like, you know, even though the freelancers blow, you know, at least they had somewhat important people involved. Now it just seems like they're just involving the fucking. And then what the fuck is Riho doing in this story, bro? Exactly, bro. At least involve the people that were involved in the fucking story beforehand. Yeah, and then uh, Riho and and Willow sit there fucking sit there hugging Sky Blue like this is a fucking women's AA meeting, and they're all uh, just got done sharing with the group, so they're sitting there having their feel good moment, and that was that was that. What the fuck is this freelancer shit? And why are you like not involving Britt and Jamie in this? Like this is kind of their story. It's their whole story, so why aren't they here? The one time we actually should have fucking Burt Baker on the fucking TV, you don't? Seriously. <clears throat> Next, man, we have El Hilo Del Vikingo mm-hmm. versus Kenny Omega in the main mm-hmm. event. That Bro. shit was fine, man. Holy shit. I knew he was going to be, like, really good. I didn't think he was going to be that good. That motherfucker was smooth. Yes. Um. No question. I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely, dude. You knew. You knew. You knew coming into it that the guy was going to be good. You know. But man, I mean, he. Uh, I. That's the perfect way to describe it. I did not think he was going to be that fluent and smooth. I mean, yeah. that motherfucker was crisp, bro. Um. Yeah. Fucking slide from one move to the next, man. Dude. El Hilo, de, I could see why he is the, you know, why he is supposed to be the best guy that they got down there in Mexico. I could easily I see. see that. Exactly. Um, definitely. I definitely see what they're talking about now, man. But him and Kenny Omega put on an absolute banger. Uh, they, they put on a banger in the main event, man. Uh, I could see why this is one of fucking TK's dream matches. And look at Kenny, man. He's here having great matches, and he's telling a story. Was it that fucking hard, Kenny? Was it that hard? Motherfucker, man. Why you couldn't uh. do that for the House of Black beats me, but whatever. Whatever, man. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, you look at this here, bro, and this fucking... 
you know, this guy, he's, he's putting on good matches and telling a great story, man. And he's got another singles match coming up next week. Well, not well, this week on uh, two days against Jeff Cobb. So should be pretty Hell cool. Yeah. My biggest op, hey. Jeff Cobb, returns to Dynamite, man. So it's going to be interesting. Doing those you have five fucking dollars, man. Oh, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fucking asshole. Got five dollars for a picture. How fucking broke are you? Um, so. So. Um. Yes, Kenny Omega and Vikingo uh, put on a very, very good match in the main event. Uh, like Turkey said, man, you knew he was going to be good, but man, you did not think he was going to be that good and fluent. Um, so exactly. good. So fucking good, man. Um, so Kenny, Kenny beats Vikingo here. Um, he, he gives him his props, man. He gives him his props. He goes to say something on the mic and the BCC who were reportedly responsible for this assault on the Young Bucks. Uh, they come out and they start beating up Kenny Omega. And all of a sudden you hear an ambulance playing as Adam Page. Uh, seriously, Logan, what a fucking fire oh, yeah. main event. Um, dude, that dude fucking jumped on the springboard. He jumped off the springboard, turned around midair and hit fucking Kenny Omega with a reverse poison Rana. Bro, what the fuck? What are you on? <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Dude fucking jumped over the ropes, did a 630 from in like three feet of airtime, and fucking nailed that shit. Dude, That's insane. Dude came off the second rope, too. He didn't even, like, like you were mentioning about airtime, like if he would have came off the top, you know, that would have gave him a bunch, of, a bunch of space. This motherfucker came off the second rope and hit a 630 through a table. Perfectly, like what, <laughs> dude? That shit was nuts. They, like, literally, he had the amount of space from the second rope to the mat to do literally. a fucking six thirty. Like, dude, and he got it perfectly. It's <laughs> insane. That shit's crazy. It really was. So the uh, the ambulance pulls up. The ambulance pulls up, and Adam Page gets out of it. Crowd erupts. He comes down the entranceway to make the save for Kenny. He has a 2x4 with nails sticking out of it in his hand. Da, uh, he chases the BCC out of the... He chases the BCC out of the... Uh, out of the ring. Don Callis goes to walk up to Hangman. Hangman turns around like he's going to hit him with the... He's going to hit him with the board. And... Um, he turns around like he's going to hit him with the board. Don grabs Hangman's wrist. Hangman tries to pull away from him. He pulls his arm away and fucking Callus takes a back bump. And he's fucking sitting there and he's laying there. And then by the time Kenny gets up, Callus is just on the floor acting like he just got fucking speared. And and Kenny's just looking at Hangman like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he gets in he gets in Paige's face and he's he's telling him, you know, what are you doing, man? And and he does one of these, man. He throws his arm he throws his arm towards Hangman like, dude, forget you, man. And he and he hops out of the ring as him and Callus walk away in each other's arms as Kenny has no idea what the fuck just happened, dude. It's the way going pointing at his ass while he was laying down was hilarious. 
bro. <clears throat> yes, dude. It, 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 dude. It's gonna be so interesting. I heard something happened on BTE today too with uh, Matt texting Kenny, and he told him something like "No more secrets" or something like that. Like, uh, we need to know what's really going on here or something like that. Uh, very he interesting. He was mm-hmm. doing that, and then I think he deleted the text and didn't send it. But I'm not sure fully. And he included like a video of a clip of them doing something in the ring all together. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I value our friendship more than anything. And then he was like, yeah, I, we can't keep secrets, so like, tell us what's going on. I think then he deleted the text. I'm not sure. And Dang. finished the clip. Shit's crazy, man. I love it. Dude, yeah, seriously, bro. It's uh it's been really good, man, ever since they ever since they started it back up, man. It's been really good. Um eh, Nothing too much happened on SmackDown to be honest. We got a contract signing. We got a Kevin Owens show. We got uh, we got the IC title contract signing. Uh Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler um declared themselves for the women's tag match. As fucking Ronda Rousey can't even point at the WrestleMania sign. She was pointing. Like if the WrestleMania sign was straight. She was fucking like pointing into the crowd. Like what are you. Where are you pointing at bro? That woman needs help bro. Did you see what she said? On an interview or whatever. Oh no. She was talking about how you know. Management fucked up the her and Liv storyline. Oh I did hear about that. Uh, dude, I didn't even know what she said. She was like the biggest words ever with her weird ass. Dude, I didn't even know what those words were. She, they said they. I, I don't even know what she said. I didn't understand it. But that that woman needs help, bruh. I swear to God. Let me see if I can find this fucking tweet really quick. Because, oh man. What did she fucking, what big words did she say? Yep, there you go. She, uh, taking to her Instagram page, the self-proclaimed baddest woman on the planet posted a video clip from her Rhonda on the Road vlog where she blasted the booking for her feud with former SmackDown Women's Champ Liv Morgan. She captioned the video with the following, Imagine what our, uh, imagine what our feud could have been if there... If there weren't hamstrung by a bunch of octog, I don't even know what that uh, word is. Octogenarians. That's is that what that says? All right, that's definitely what that. That's got to be what that says. By a bunch of octogenarians who still think, who who still think they know how to how to be hip. While putting less than five minutes of thought a week into each women's storyline. The octogenarian is a... Wait, oh, octo... Yeah, we, we're saying it right. We're saying it fucking right. A person who is from 80 to 89 years old. It, wow. 80? So. So Vince, but Vince didn't book this feud. It was Triple H. You calling that man old as hell? <laughs> well, I guess Vince booked the start of it. Yeah. Yeah, because Triple H took over midway through. 
But then at that point, the fucking feud was dead in the water. Yeah, huh. it literally just means someone from the age of 80 to 89 years old. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that woman something else, man. The biggest thing coming from SmackDown is we got LA Knight versus Rey Mysterio. And Rey lost the match due to Dominic interfering. And Angie and Aaliyah, my beautiful wife and my beautiful daughter, uh, ringside. Um, you sound got to do a dad impression. He's got to. They were sitting ringside as Dominic uh, challenges Ray to WrestleMania. Ray does this. He's you know he does the finger wag for no. And he walks out. Dominic says, you know, just like you always do, you just walk away from everything. He goes over by his mom and his uh, sister. And he says, he says, hey, mom, he says something about, do you know that you married a deadbeat? And he says, do you also know that because you're married to him and you just sat there and watched everything happen, that makes you a deadbeat mom. Aaliyah stood up, got in his face. Dominic told him, oh, what are you going to do? You're too stupid to... And then uh, Angie ripped the mic from Dominic. She told Dominic to stop. Dominic grabs the mic and fucking screams at the top of his lungs, shut up, <laughs> just right in his mom's face. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Fuck it. This this storyline has genuinely been one of the most interesting things about this WrestleMania season. Oh yeah. This motherfucker is so funny. And I honestly feel I honestly feel if Vince McMahon was still in charge, I feel like we still would have got this. I feel like they were aiming towards that dominant heel turn. And I feel, why do I have a feeling this would have been one of those things that, you know, WWE management doesn't really put their fingerprints on. So I feel like in the Vince McMahon regime, this still would have been pretty decent. I think so, definitely. It's definitely one of the things that they kind of would just let the family do, you know, just right. take it over. And I think it would have still been really good like it is now, you know, anyways. Definitely. So fucking Ray walks over there, bro, and just no hesitation. He just, just fucking clobbers uh, him. And Dominic's just looking so scared. And he's like, he's on the ground and he's just like scooting himself away as Ray Mysterio is just looking with these big eyes. It was fucking hilarious, man. It was absolutely hilarious. You love... Love, love, love to see this kind of stuff, man. Uh, great yeah, stuff. Man. It really is, man. I love it. Uh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. So that was the biggest thing coming from SmackDown, man, as I am pretty excited for that, man. I'm pretty excited for um, the Dominic and Ray match. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. That's going to be really fun. So... Now for WrestleMania Raw. Raw. <laughs> WrestleMania Raw, man. Uh the show the show opened up with Ms. T V. Uh I will say though, I'm genuinely glad 
This isn't an every week occurrence anymore. Bro, remember that <sighs> shit? We, it was literally the joke on Unscripted was, oh, can you guess what segment The Miz was in? Fucking, ugh. So there was a Miz TV with Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus where they made fun of Miz's tiny balls. He made fun of Lita and Trish for being backup uh, for Becky Lynch, planting the seeds for that Trish Stratus heel turn, most definitely. Um, um, so, Beck, uh, Beck's, you know, was just making fun of his, his tiny balls. Miz was getting upset, so he asked, he asked Trish and Lita, you know, how does it feel to be backups, uh, you know, uh, then damage control came out, and they uh, Bailey told them Bailey told Trish and Lita, you know, you guys, you guys would have been, uh, you guys were important twenty years ago. Uh, Trish said, you know, Lita's important now, and I think the championship on her shoulder says that. Um, and that was that was pretty much that, to be honest, man. Nothing. I mean, it was, it was nothing too much. Nothing that fucking got me over the moon excited for WrestleMania, but I was never excited for this match to begin with. Um, and that was that, man. And then we went into a match. Oh, Becky Lynch did call out Bailey for uh, these two being her lackeys. I really like that. She she told her she told her she said Dakota Kai is a two time NXT Women's Champion and. Uh, she said she's a two-time NXT Women's Champion, and now she's just a lackey. And then she looks at Io Shirai, and she says, Io Shirai is one of the greatest NXT Women's Champions of all time, and she is just a lackey now. Um, so, really good stuff, man, really good stuff. And then we went into a Io versus Becky Lynch match, and uh, Becky Lynch actually lost here. Becky Lynch lost to Io Shirai here, uh, which means damage control is probably getting buried at WrestleMania. Yeah, you fucking know it, man. Um, you, everyone would have fucking knew it when they fucking came up with this match. So, yeah, man, I'm not really excited for this match, but, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. Uh, definitely, man. Definitely. Then we get... This just absolutely beautiful, just beautiful uh, video packages throughout the night. Uh, the first uh, for Asuka and Bianca Belair, uh, they did each separately. So there was a video package for Asuka in the beginning of the show uh, after the Bailey and EO match. And then there was one for Bianca later in the show. But man, they talked about her NXT history. They talked about her undefeated streak. They talked about... Just fucking great shit. And it was a beautiful, beautiful video package, man. It was a beautiful video package. And then they did one for Bianca Belair later in the night. That was pretty damn good as well, man, if I do say so myself. So, Hell yeah, man. That's really good. I like yeah, that. Definitely, bro. Some beautiful fucking video packages. Neither of them were on the show. I don't know if they're in Los Angeles promoting or I don't know what they're doing, but uh, neither of them were on the show. Um... <clears throat> Seth uh, beat Mustafa Ali after Mustafa Ali interrupted him in a backstage segment earlier in the day uh, wearing his best drip. 
seen did you see that reported story of Ali oh, supposed to be getting a big push? Yeah, they fucking said that shit for years now. That shit ain't happening. Who we need to fucking see. Oh, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. Who we need to fucking be seeing this man's getting a big push after Mania is uh, Mr. fucking Gargano. After you snubbed the man off WrestleMania, dude came back for shows like this. Ridiculous. Uh, But, yeah, Seth beat Mustafa Ali with um, two curb stomps. So that was that. Rhea Ripley cut a backstage promo on Charlotte Flair. And then we got the weigh-in for what Corey Graves called the literal biggest match in WWE or uh, in WrestleMania history. Literally. The (sighs) biggest match because it's Brock and Omos. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Um. <laughs> uh, Good lord. Alright, man. Dude, I hate to break it to you. I don't know if you heard the news. Did you hear the news? What news? About who? No more Big Man No Fear. I did hear that. What is, what is new theme? I will say, I'm going to be 100% honest, it's not the worst Death Rebel thing you've ever heard. He actually, it sounds like an intimidating song, which is better than fucking uh, whatever kind of rap he was coming out to, to be honest. Big man. I gotta see the fucking lyrics for that garbage again. But that's good. They didn't give him some generic garbage. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, man. So Omas comes out to weigh in and he weighs 410 pounds. Brock Lesnar comes out and he doesn't do any of this. He just goes right after Omas and they start fighting. He does not weigh in at all how is it that Brock Lesnar imagine this dude Brock Lesnar shows up more in 2023 than Roman fucking reigns that's insane bro that is an insane thing to say and it's sadly true good Ima- lord that literally like that just hit me bro like um, imagine telling us that in 2017 that's crazy as hell, man. That is that is horrible. Wow. We need to make that motherfucker come to work. So, Brock, Brock was moving. I'm actually. I saw those clips, man. I that will, man I'm not excited for the match. Well, actually, no. honestly, to be hundred percent honest, I'm a little excited to see how bad it's going to be. It's one of those. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely more intrigued than fucking shit like the woman's tag shit and whatnot. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? I'm very so. excited to see, like, how this goes. But, dude, yeah. if we get to see a little bit more of Brock Lesnar's speed, that's going to be pretty fucking sick, man. That's going to be really nice, man. That is, man, because I saw those clips. That man was going. Like, he was shit. moving. That's one thing I love about Brock, too. That's why he... he bro, I don't give a shit what anybody says, bro. Brock is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, Brock, is, Brock is one of the most underappreciated of all time. If he wants to sell for you, bro, 
he will sell his ass off and he fucking can sell, man. And he was selling. He was, well, not selling for Omos, but he was really getting over, like, even I can't take him down type thing. So, so I, I like that, man. I like that. Um, so Brock, uh, you know, Brock was, Brock was fucking hitting the ropes, trying to take big Omo down. And he goes to hit him with the, uh, he goes to hit him with the scale. Mm-hmm. Omas moves, then he grabs a scale and goes to hit Lesnar with it, and Lesnar jumps out of the ring, man. So that was that. As um, yeah, Brock, Brock, um, that was that was it for Brock and Omo, man. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I mean, is it gonna be good? Probably not. Hell no. Is it gonna be entertaining and probably pretty funny? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I gotta give him that. Uh, I just can't wait to see what fuck shit they do, man. How much I want to see fucking Omas box the shit out of everything. I want to see fucking Brock running around like an idiot. It's gonna be funny, man. It's gonna be real funny. Definitely, definitely, bro. So, so next we just see this uh, very uh, cinematic uh, promo video, and it's just. Uh, you know, you just see a dude walking up in in smoke, and all you hear is, "It was always supposed to end like end like this, wasn't it, Edge?" And then it's Finn Balor. He tells he he tells um he tells uh he tells Edge. He says, uh, "Bring your candles. Bring whatever you want to bring that makes you the devil." But the difference between you and I is, I don't have to summon anything. My demons are always in me. And then you just see like the like it flashes like a little demon yeah. like uh, like around areas of his face it flashes like the demon face paint and he says uh, I will see you uh in in hell. Um and he says he tells Edge he says there's nothing worse than being trapped in a uh than being trapped with a caged demon. That shit's going to be heat, man. I'm excited, dude. I, I'm I'm genuinely so pumped. The way he started that promo, uh, it was always gonna end this way with us, wasn't it, Edge? I was like, oh, that's fucking sick. Um, oh, excellent promo, man. Excellent promo. I love this. We didn't get these two guys, but honestly, man, this uh, this is the perfect kind of stuff, man. Nobody does those fucking video packages and promo videos better than than WWE. Um, really. Yeah, and shit like that. Shit like that is the the reason why, man. Shit like that is the reason why because, you know, uh, you know, even though these guys couldn't make the show for whatever reason, I'm assuming they're promoting. Even though we're a yeah. whole fucking five days away, I don't know why they're in L.A. already, but you know, you know, WWE when you they go, right. yeah, they when they go to these cities, they pretty much take them over. No pun intended, mm-hmm. but um, so. <laughs> Um, Finn, uh, but, but shit like Finn and Edge and what they did with Asuka and Bianca tonight, man, it's a good enough way to get us hyped, but they put so many SmackDown people on this show tonight. I could see them, uh, kind of doing away with the draft as, uh, as we are done with it for the next, uh, or as we gear up in the, hopefully in the next two weeks, we get a new draft. So I hope so, man. I hope so. Definitely, man. Definitely. And then 
Um, so, uh, yes, they, they a great job here with this. And then we got a Roman Reigns, uh, bloodline, Goodfellas, um, Goodfellas, a little, uh, Hollywood commercial skit. This was fucking fire. This was fire. Um, it yes, it, this was this was very good. We got another one of these. We've been getting these all WrestleMania season, and this is the kind of shit that just makes it fun. You know, it just yeah. like little things like this, man. Like, have fun with it, bro. Like, you're going to Hollywood. You know, I mean, fucking have fun with this kind of stuff. Hell yeah, bro! I really like that. That's really cool. Another perfect group to do that type of shit with, too. Definitely. Definitely, man. Um, before this, literally right before this promo came on, I almost forgot about this. Cody Rhodes was cutting a promo in the back, and he did mention he literally said something like the bloodline and their Samoan Goodfellas vibe, or something like that. Um, or or he said like Samoan Sopranos, or he said something like that. I can't remember what it was, but you know. Alluding to them having that kind of, you know, mafia vibe to them. Um, so, he says, uh, he did mention people saying that he hasn't uh, went through the ringer enough. He said, uh, you know, he said it, it, it's ridiculous to say that I'm not ready uh, as if my journey started at AT&T Stadium last year. He said, that would discredit everything I've done and everywhere I've been for the last couple of years. He said, my journey did not start at WrestleMania. Um, my journey my journey started uh, years ago. My journey started years ago. Uh, and, I, you know, he was obviously alluding to his journey starting when he left WWE the first time. Um and yeah, man, I liked uh, I I like that touch, man. I like that touch. Um, yeah, I I don't know, dude. This is this is the fucking this is the thing with with WWE fans, bro. Is I don't know. These are the same people that say you need to strike when the iron's hot. So you want Cody Rhodes to lose, and then you want WWE to strike at SummerSlam when the iron is going to be lukewarm. Literally, dude, it made these these fans make no fucking sense. It, they really don't, and I like Cody throwing in that touch, man. I really do. Um, <clears throat> it's time to be over with. You know, the day Roman Reigns will re would have reached a thousand days is the day of King of the Ring, uh, May twenty seventh. Damn, shit. You know, maybe maybe Cody can fucking challenge him to a match at double or nothing so WWE can get their fucking numbers. Literally. Good lord. So, got that video package for Bianca Belair next. Then we got an eight-man tag with all the teams in the WrestleMania showcase. We got the Emo Raiders, the Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits and Zesty Monster in, the, uh, in a tag team match. And... Uh, the Street Profits and Zesty Monster took the took the win home, man, before WrestleMania. So that was that. Me Chin and Candice LeRae 
lose to Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green for the final spot in the women's showcase. Oh, that, was, that was that. Um, Stacy Keebler, they announced her for the 2023 class of Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory cut a empty arena promo. No John Cena on this show. Austin Theory cut an empty arena promo. He said, he said, uh, he said, John, a couple weeks ago, you, you thought you got on this microphone and you thought you exposed me, but all you did was expose yourself for not seeing the future. Um, for not seeing the future and for not seeing the now of this business. He said, me coming out here and cutting this promo in front of an empty arena is uh is is all you need to know. I don't do this for the fans that want to be the next Austin Theory. I don't do this uh I don't do this for for anybody. I do this for me. That's why I'm out here on my time. And he he, he told John, you know, he, he's going to uh he's going to see him. He's going uh, he said he doesn't want to be the next John Cena and he is going to see him Saturday. When he beats him for the U.S. title, right? Yeah, that was that was a pretty good promo, man. I like what they did. Um, I like what he said. At least, man, I don't know really why it was a empty arena promo when you have fucking three hours to kill. Might as well just send his ass out there. But yeah, that, that's on itself, man. But yeah, it was decent. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, and then we get a Paul Heyman promo where he pretty much was just telling Cody Rhodes he's not ready. And that was it. So, yeah, that was nice backstage. Um, yeah, definitely is 50-50 with fans at this point, man. I feel like the I feel like a, I feel like a decent amount of people. Um, are, are with Cody, and I feel like a decent amount of people are with are with Roman. It almost reminds me of Hangman versus Punk from last year. I feel I like know. the fan base was just fifty fifty, and you know it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see it's a little bit of a little bit of competitiveness, uh, a little bit of harmless competitiveness. <laughs> even though some people take this kind of thing way too serious, um, fucking people want to see fucking Cody Rhodes get fucking hung out to dry before he wins the fucking championship um but um yeah man uh so uh dominic or sorry damian priest versus Rey mysterio happened uh the match ended uh abruptly Rey mysterio Rey Mysterio won by way of DQ because Dominic jumped in the ring and started whipping his ass. And then Legato Del Fantasma came out to make the save for Rey Mysterio, man. So. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I like what they're doing with Legato, man. I like how, how much respect he shows for Rey. Definitely. I, like I wish the fucking main roster audience would catch on to his theme song. And chant Legado with it, because the yeah, fucking yeah. NXT fans used to do that shit, and and they, nobody does it on the main roster. Like, what the fuck? This is, if, that, if that fucking whack ass full, they're not even full sale. Um, uh, that whack ass Capital Wrestling Center Performance Center <laughs> crowd was good for anything. It was that, but um, Literally. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, so. 
that was that. Uh, Gunther. Gunther uh, faced Dolph Ziggler as he squashed Dolph in about three, four minutes. This was just a squash, man. Gunther got on the mic and then said afterwards, uh, he said to Sheamus and Drew, he said, this, uh, this is what, uh, this is what is in store for you guys on, uh, at WrestleMania. So that was, uh, that was that. Oh yeah. I think it was also confirmed. I don't think, I can't remember any other matches they did it for, but I know for sure they did it for the Seth Rollins match. Uh, Seth, Seth said him and Logan were going to be on WrestleMania Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they're going to okay. be on night one. Um, I don't know about Brock and Omo. I feel like they're going to put them on night two. I could see it. I could see like the middle of either middle or starting night two. Definitely. Well, obviously. Definitely, man. So main event. <laughs> well, maybe, man. Maybe yeah, you never know. My mice fucking well. Oh my. Oh my. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn cut a backstage promo on the Usos. Talked uh, pretty much told them they were fucking coming for those belts and they were going to take them on. Uh, well, they didn't say which day. They did say at WrestleMania. And then in the main event, we got Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. Mm. In the main event, in the main event mm. of the show, um, Cody looked like he almost had the win. The Usos came out to distract. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn then came out to distract Cody. Um, or sorry, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami, not to distract Cody. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out to take the heat off Cody's back, which in turn, um distracted solo Cody went to go for the disaster kick solo caught him was about to do the Samoan spike and as he was bringing his hand in Cody ducked hit him with a crossroads and that was it Cody Rhodes they they gave him a decent amount of time they went like a nice like 15-20 minutes here in the main event um as Cody Rhodes Serve Solo Sokoa his first loss. Dude. <laughs> Bro. You thinking what I'm thinking, man? It's 50-50, man. <laughs> oh, Dude, bro. I think it legitimately is 50-50. That's insane. That it's, it's possible that Roman Reigns is going to fucking win. That is fucking insane. You know what was also weird? Were you seeing that Cody Rhodes belt? Yeah. Where did that come from, and why would they show that before Mania? I think that was a fan-made belt that they were like, you know, look at this fan-made belt that some, you know what I mean? Mm. But like, some like that. I I know that belt is a fan-made belt that some Mark made. I mean, it looks fucking unbelievable, but it's... So I guess, but it's weird that they were showing it. That's really yeah. weird. It's really, really weird. But dude, ah, uh, dude, he broke Solo Sokoa's undefeated streak. So this yeah, man's just gonna single-handedly run through the bloodline in a week, dude. I'm a little scared, man. 
good I am. I genuinely am scared, man. Which, in a way, is kind of good if he wins. You know, they made us scared just to make us, you know, definitely intrigued more in the match. But if he fucking actually loses, dude. Oh man. Oh man. I might jo- I might join in and super kick that TV too, man. So, Cody. Co- all right. <laughs> I don't know about all this super kicking my fucking TV, man. But um, it's good. It's but, good. but um, so Cody, um, what the hell was I gonna say? God damn it! Oh, Cody and Roman have one more outing before WrestleMania mm-hmm. where they see each other. And dude, if Cody gets the upper hand, then. I don't know, but this this speaks this speaks volume, bruh. This speaks volumes, bro. I mean, Solo Sokoa was undefeated in WWE. Yeah, Roman Reigns has been undefeated for three, four years at this point, bro. I mean, you're telling me Cody Rhodes is gonna run through the bloodline in a week? I'm getting a little scared, man. I don't know. That's just me. Scared. I am, bro. I really am scared. That does not sound reassuring with the way this company books, man. So hopefully it's the best work of our life, man. But if it's not, they made fucking worst decision of the year. Good lord. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um They did make Solo look really good. Uh, you know, like Logan said, which is good, but man, I'm just a little scared. That Cody might not be able to run through the entire bloodline in in the span of a week, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, uh, it's worrying, man. I really am worried, man. Yeah, yeah. The belt was fan made. I fucking knew it. I saw your tweets, Logan. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was wondering where that belt came from. I kept saying, I, 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 th- I thought I seen somebody from WWE posted it, but I mean, so many people posted it. I probably was just. It was, it was one of those situations where a fan made it and posted it, and then everyone was like, "Oh my god, look at what they're gonna use right. for Cody!" Yeah, and then that gotcha. <coughs> spiraled into, "Look what this leak is." You know, yeah. <laughs> you know how the thing works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. But that is, um. That's everything, man. That was your that was your post mania or your uh sorry uh, WrestleMania thirty nine go home show, rather. So that was the go home show for Mania, man. As you know, it was pretty good. I would definitely I'm gonna go out on a limb here, man, and say that this is one of the this is probably one of the most absent WrestleMania builds mm-hmm. that there's ever been. Uh, Cena oh, was barely there. Cena was literally there once. Uh, Roman Reigns has has been there like three times throughout the build with Cody Rhodes. Uh, Friday should be four in the span of a month and a half, um, almost two months. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, but I mean, otherwise, otherwise, it's been pretty enjoyable, man. But uh, you know, I, I definitely think they they could have done a little bit better. I do understand though some people like Cena you can't really do anything with, but as far as Roman Reigns is concerned, I'm sorry, you're a double champ and it's if Brock Lesnar can make shows more than you can, there's a problem. That's a fucking problem. They they that's one thing that eluded his reign to being it 
to making it a lot worse for me is they should have told us ass to get the fuck to work way more times than they should have when they didn't. Yes, uh, but regardless, uh, the Mania build has been okay. Uh, decent enough to get me uh, somewhat excited. All right. Uh, we're next. <laughs> we about to fucking destroy your fucking... <laughs> I don't know why we're all aiming for your TV, man, but you better hope that he fucking wins. Uh... <laughs> Y'all got me stressing fucking double, man. <clears throat> I worried about my fucking TV getting obliterated. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, fuck, man. I mean, had I still been, uh, had I still been in middle school, I probably would have fucking done it myself. If Madden could make me fucking accidentally throw a controller at my TV, then I'm sure this bullshit can do. Uh, I'm sure this bullshit can do the same thing. But yeah, man. So, um. Yeah, that is that's pretty much everything, man, for the for the week of uh for the week of wrestling, bro. So, man, the next time we'll be talking to you guys, we will have WrestleMania predictions for night 1 and night 2. Hopefully, we should have some Philly Phil news for whatever the hell John Moxley says tomorrow if it's, you know, if he actually does oh, really talk about it. Um it better not be like a John Moxley talks about the CM Punk thing, and then he just talks about it for like two minutes, and then they I move can, on. Uh, yeah, I could see that happening. To be honest, me too. Me too. Need a grab, man. You need need a need a good title, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I guess so, man. I hope not. That would be severely disappointing. But uh, yeah, man. So yeah, that is gonna do it for this edition of the Nostalgia Podcast. Again, Friday, four p.m. Central. Saturday after WrestleMania, Sunday after WrestleMania, and then right here in one week's time for the Raw after Mania unscripted, man. So, yeah, man, should be interesting, bro. It should be very interesting, and um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. So hopefully, like I said in the beginning of the show, this WrestleMania does not get thrown in the bin with WrestleMania 34. God, that would be fucking disappointing. That would be so... Dude, if a Triple H WrestleMania don't even hit, oh man, it's over with. Seriously, <clears throat> seriously, but I, I, I think, I think it, I think it will. I think it I will. Think yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, good side. Definitely, the fact that the card is very slim, I think things are actually going to get some time, which excites me. Exactly, man. Exactly, because one thing about that Mania 34, although the Bludgeon Brothers won, that match was literally like three fucking minutes when it could have been such a fucking barn burner. Dude, that could have been so fucking good. That, that is one of the most, that is one of the biggest missed opportunities in, in, in fucking, in WrestleMania history, bro. I'm happy, oh, uh, I'm happy uh, to see things possibly <clears throat> uh, get some time, man. I'm very, very happy for that. Um... Truly. But, but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. You know what I just thought about? I don't know why hmm. I thought about this, but Gargano's first NXT Championship match was in Philadelphia. WrestleMania is in Philadelphia next year. If we don't get some kick-ass storyline for Johnny fucking Gargano next year for WrestleMania. Somebody's getting God, bro, because that is the place where the greatest match ever took place. Truly, man. Truly. 
<clears throat> should be interesting though, man. But but I'm very excited for WrestleMania nonetheless, man. But I'm praying to God I don't have to throw it in that fucking bin. <sighs> damn, I hope not, man. I really hope not. Me neither, dude. Me neither. All right, man. So with that, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals podcast, man. Another great edition of Notorious Unscripted. This has been episode 136 of Unscripted, man. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. We love you guys. And it has been always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And that's okay. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals podcast of Notorious Unscripted, man. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday, 4 p.m. Central, with the news and the WrestleMania 39 predictions. Peace. Shit. Come to spread the buzz of every joke of harmony, great. It's the real K.